My name is Elizabeth Forrest, and I'm an artist printmaker. I'm a tenant at 44 Gaukel. You're listening to the 44 Gaukel Tenant Profile Series in collaboration with Midtown Radio, taking a deeper look into the creatives that make up this shared workspace. So, Elizabeth, why did you choose to rent a studio space at 44 Gockel? Well, um, I moved to Waterloo three years ago, and uh, at that time I bought a condo that was considerably larger than the condo that I had, the tiny little condo that I had in Toronto, and I thought I could have a studio there, but I quickly found out that it wasn't suitable. I get a lot of intense sun in one of the rooms, it's very hot and bright so I started looking around for a studio and I checked out some other options around in the area not too many <laughs> one was far away one was completely full um, and then someone told me about 44 Gaukel and um, I had uh, in fact it's almost a year ago that I first looked around uh, Tatiana showed me the um, the building and um, we looked through all the ground floor. We looked at a little studio upstairs, she mentioned. Um, and then uh, we, I said, well, I don't really see anything. Oh, what's that? <laughs> and uh, it said lounge. And it turned out it was already rented, but if I was willing to hang in for a few months, it would, um, it would be available. And when I saw this, this studio, I thought, this is it. It's just beautiful. Great light, good space, good proportions. I'm here. So you moved to Kitchener-Waterloo three years ago. What brought you to the area from Toronto? Well, uh, mainly um, a partner, a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, par- also because it was a lot less expensive to live here. It was really an impulse Um, decision. I found this condo online and it was just perfect and um, as you know the property values in Toronto have been were zooming up even then. Uh, I was able to get a larger place here and um, yeah you know it was really I've I've moved around a lot so and I know it's close to Toronto so if I need to see my friends and so on Um, so uh, this has turned out fantastic. I really like Waterloo mm-hmm. and Kitchener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, your trade. You're an artist and a printmaker. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? Well, um, about two weeks after I started the Ontario College of Art, I discovered printmaking and never looked back. And that's a long time ago in the 70s. And I um, I ended up specializing in printmaking through OCA and continued on. Uh, Eventually I was teaching printmaking at OCA in the late 70s up to the mid 80s. And uh, it really dates me, doesn't it? (laughs) And um, then, um, you know, it's just just always been something I love. I love doing. And uh, I've gone through a lot of different I've gone through all the media, studied and uh, worked in all the media. 
Um, in the 80s, I bought a litho press. I had my own litho studio and then um, decided that uh, I wanted to learn more about woodblock. You know, here I have all the litho studio stuff and go back to the most simple form of printmaking, which is woodblock, woodblock printing, and um, ended up going to Japan in 1988 to learn more about uh, traditional Japanese woodblock, which is called moku hanga. Hanga rhymes with manga, and moku means wood. <laughs> and hanga means print. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And what, um, what sort of things do you draw inspiration from when you're creating these prints? I'm, I'm looking around your studio. I see people. I see nature. Is there anything in particular that you find you often gravitate towards? Um, well, I'm going through a stage right now where I'm much more interested in people, in the figure, as it's called formally in art. And, um, and, but before that, um, I went through a, a whole period of being really fascinated with, um, I would call it landscape, because often the picture would be looking right down at what I was looking at, like the rocks or whatever. Um, so I'd say the people period has started um, about, you know, basically with COVID. And I think that was because I wanted to keep myself company. <laughs> um, and I started thinking a lot about the social impact of COVID on us. And in fact, although it might sound like a gloomy topic, uh, most of my work right now is about the impact of COVID on daily life. Mm -hmm. And um, it's um, just little things, you know. I mean, some of them, uh, it's not a dramatic type of thing. I think people can look and see things they can identify with in the particular, you know. Now, with the current uh, collection you have, I know that you'll be doing an exhibition coming up in Toronto. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it's, um, you know, I'm really going back home. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as, a, as a much of a step up as it might seem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually uh, joined this uh, gallery that I'm going to be showing at. It's called Gerard Art Space in the East End, um, partly because it was in my neighborhood. And uh, it meant that I kind of was developing a community, you know, um, of artists. Um, and uh, I could drop in any time. I could see a lot of openings. I could, um, you know, it was quite a nice gallery to belong to. And um, by paying the regular membership, which wasn't that expensive, I could have a show every 18 months. So I've been doing this since 2015, and this will be my fourth exhibition there. The last one was in 2019, so obviously I missed my 18-month period. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I'm yeah I'm catching up. Um, it's been a long work period <laughs> since 2019. Uh, so uh, I'm li really looking forward to you know doing this show. I really, I've gotten so into the uh, local scene, you know, quite a bit, uh, teaching here and um, member of Arts Pay and uh, Button Factory and so on, that um, I'm starting to feel much more comfortable here. So I'm not sure, I'm really not sure if I will continue belonging to that gallery. 
um, I think there's other things I could be doing here. Mm. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's exciting that you'll have um, a place to show off these artworks that have been, you know, in progress for such a long time during during <laughs> the pandemic. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, speaking of the Kitchener-Waterloo art scene, you said you're finding ways to get more involved and feeling really connected to it. How do you find um, the arts community here in comparison to a bigger city like Toronto? Well, uh, they're a lot friendlier. <laughs> um, it's um, like I know I know some very interesting people who are museum quality artists. I've met through openings and lectures here. Um, very, you know, it's been very stimulating in that respect. I, before COVID, I was able to go to a lot of these openings and lectures at, at um, KWAG or um, with at Laurier, for example, Suzanne Luke um, is the curator there and she's doing some exciting work. And, uh, and then I have a kind of, again, I have this community um, through the Button Factory where I've also participated in some of the shows and um, um, taught a number of workshops in woodblock print. There's an arts pay. I had a, uh, a show with the arts pay annual exhibition this year for the first time, um, just before Kathy Farwell resigned, but which is kind of sad. But uh, anyway, I'm kind of interested in seeing where they're headed now with a new new leadership and so on. So when it comes to teaching printmaking, uh, what sort of people are you teaching? Is it kids, adults, seniors, uh, people that are experienced or they want to try it out for the first time? What sort of classes or workshops have you been um, involved in? Um, well, with printmaking, um, I do, you know, I, I am getting mostly people who are retired. Mm. I wouldn't call them seniors. Um, seniors sort of suggest somebody in a rocking chair. Uh, <laughs> these are active people who are retired, like myself. Um, who some some of them are not. I um, I taught a class recently with a couple of um, uh, freelance uh, graphic artists in in it, and they were much younger. I um, say between forty and. 60 <laughs> you know pre-retired mm -hmm. so they are working for a living and um and uh, they did some really great work too um i don't teach children this particular medium i have taught children or i've taught teenagers in uh, the artisan education program in toronto um, but i got very nervous when they were handling the tools yeah uh they're very sharp uh, for carving, and um, all it takes is one quick action to uh, cut somebody else, actually. And so I was more worried about somebody, uh, you know, a neighbor, you know, mm -hmm. being cut than, than cutting themselves. Um, so I've sort of stopped doing that. It's too nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about printmaking that keeps you doing it after all these years? What do you find, um, is it, calming for you or brings you joy in a certain way or you're able to express emotions in a certain way what has kept you doing it for this time well 
I think I think the thing about printmaking, and particularly woodblock, I can work in woodblock without having a press. And um, I also, as I said, recently started working in stencil, which gives me a lot of freedom. I mean, it's almost, I, I guess anybody who spray paints walls, <laughs> you know, knows what stencils are all about. I don't use spray paint. Um, yeah, I find it very, very bad for my health, but I use gouache with a stipple brush and it's amazing what you can do. You know, it's all, it's sort of borders on painting, except you're laying down these layers, you know. So part of it is the fact that print offers such a range of possibilities of expression. And, um, and I guess after all these years of thinking in terms of woodblock, um, I don't even have to, I don't have to, um, I can imagine something easily. You know, I can take a photograph and, and a lot of my work is based on photographs, but I can take, um, you know, a subtle um, range of, of tones and, um, and, and make them into graphic forms fairly easily um, without, it just comes naturally now. But it's taken years, years of working in those, those, um, that medium to be able to do that. So I think it's, I can experiment with imagery, but at the same time, I know what I'm doing technically, you know. It's about time, I would say. <laughs> so if people want to uh, find out more about your work or your exhibition in Toronto, where can they look you up online? Well, my website's probably the best. Um, it's www.elizabethforest.ca. <laughs> Uh, I'm also at elizabethforest.artist on Instagram and um, Facebook. You've been listening to the 44 Gockel Tenant Profile Series in collaboration with Midtown Radio. 44 Gockel Creative Workspace is a settler facility built on the traditional territory of the Attawandaronk, Anishinaabek, and Haudenosaunee peoples. 44 Gockel is located in what is now Kitchener, Ontario, which is situated on the Haldeman Tract, land promised to six nations, and includes six miles on each side of the Grand River from the source of its mouth. To learn more about the 44 Gockel Creative Workspace, visit 44gockelarts.com. <laughs>